What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's Business Breakthrough, I sit down with Brian Hamby, really awesome guy, ready to take his business to the next level. Powerful conversation. You know, um, I see a lot of potential uh, in this gentleman uh, about what his goals are. You know, he said he wants to create a franchise. Um, that mentality, um, you know, that's a big vision. And uh, it was really cool because he was open to the feedback, um, really utilized a lot of the things that we talk about here, but did so in a way to challenge him uh, to, to see what boundaries that uh, he needs to overcome uh, for himself in his business. So great business breakthrough. You're going to love it. Thank you guys for listening. It starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Brian Hamby of Paint the Corners. Um, where are you out of, man? Uh, Dayton, Tennessee, just north Dayton, of Chad. Tennessee. Nice, man. Nice. All right. So, hey, man, you're here. Business breakthrough. Love to hear about a little bit about what's going on in your business right now. What's it look like, man? Is it just you? Do you have some people working with you? Uh, what does that look like? Uh, it's just me as of right now. I've had a couple of guys come and go. Uh, can't really get anyone to stick. Okay. Uh, is it because you're a, of, is it because you're an intimidating boss i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that's not the case how long, but, how long have you been doing this uh two years two years so throughout the, that two-year time period how many people have come and gone um four to five about five okay about five since uh since you first started yeah. um What's uh so what's what's the situation now? You got a couple jobs lined up, you know? Are you uh are you kind of just you know job at a time? Like what is what does the pipeline look like for you? I've got five lined up as of right now, okay. so it's one of those things where I kind of want to. I mean, I need help. I could yeah. do it on my. I don't want to do it on my. Now's own. Now's the time. <laughs> yeah. Now's the time. When it um, comes when it comes to yeah when it comes to you know the jobs i just you got five jobs lined up are they residential jobs are they commercial how did you find the jobs what marketing are you doing um there's re it's residential and uh one's a cabinet job and um it's it's been a, a bunch of different ways i've got the jobs facebook being one uh just business cards at paint stores being another and then word of mouth nice Okay. So kind of being resourceful, kind of with, uh, some, uh, you know, grassroots marketing, just, you know, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so been doing this quite a while, you know, uh, five guys in and out. What's the, uh, big hurdle, man. Tell me, what is that thing that you're, you know, just wanting, want some clarity on, man, if anything. Um, honestly, I think it's just having consistent work. Uh, I mean, everybody needs a consistent paycheck and it's been sure. hard to have consistent work coming in. Um, yeah but it's like it's it's feast or famine basically yeah um, yeah well i mean you got five jobs you know i think that part of the reason you know things like this happen where you feel like it's feast or famine is because you know even getting jobs is sometimes a job right i mean yeah. and if you're on the job 
getting jobs comes second until that job's done. And then you need a job. So the whole time that you could have been getting the job, you were working on the other job and there's this delay that occurs, you know? Yeah. Um, is it rare for you to have five jobs waiting? No, not really. I mean, I would say I get at least three to five a month. That's good. Uh, but I feel like I could get double, maybe triple that if I wasn't trying yeah. to get the job myself. Got it. Let, let's talk about that, man. Well, more importantly, you know, I know you know the severity of the issue of getting a team around you. Um, let me ask you, can you give me an example of what your hiring process looks like, man? What is that, you know, what, uh, what does that look like? Uh, to be honest, <clears throat> I've done Facebook ads just okay. on my business page and my personal page. I'll share. Uh, and then I've done a couple of Indeed uh, yep. ads. Yep. I haven't had luck with Indeed. Um, I, I just don't feel like I get sure quality quality applicants. How do you how do you determine how to like okay let's say you get ten applicants have you how do you determine who to contact what are some things that you look for you know um, before making a decision and let me ask you another question on top of that if you did contact them do you have any steps that you normally take afterwards. Um, Normally, I look at the resume to see how detailed it is. To okay. see, I mean, painting is that's your first mistake. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And okay. I'm not saying that for any other reason that can't judge trades people based off of the look of their resume. Chances are, many of their significant others have built it anyway. <laughs> so that's okay. not really a reflection of <laughs> of them. Not saying that. I'm not downplaying that in any way. I'm just saying that I don't even use that as a qualification. Um, I think one of the safest plays is to have your own internal resume, something that you have to build out. People who listen to this, if you've listened to my podcast, I usually talk about this Google form. And what that does is it kind of equals out the playing field, you know, because even like, you know, people that I've hired, I mean, the resume looked horrible. It was all in, like plain text font. It didn't have colors on it. You know, it didn't, it, that doesn't matter. Um, so I'm glad we talked about that. Try not to let that be a deciding factor it's because what's cool about Indeed, and I, I talk about this a lot, is that they actually, you know, give them a mini resume that they can make on there. It's just, you know, all structured. But more importantly, you can ask your own questions when you're building out those ads. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. What else? Like, so let's say you find somebody, what is, what is your next step? Uh, the, honestly, the only time I've ever contacted anyone on Indeed, I just gave them a phone call. Um, then I followed up with them. Yep. Turns out they ended up going to a different employer, uh, yep. benefits and things such as that. Sure. Uh, I really don't, I don't have a, what is your belief? Company. What is your belief about hiring in the, in this industry? Just curious. What is, you know, what do you view it as? Um, as far, for me personally, yeah, I just want people I can trust. That's my biggest thing. It's I've had a hard time sending people on jobs without me being there, just because sure. of my name's attached. Give me to an it. example. Uh, you had so I'm I'm thinking there was a person that burned you, you know, or or from what I hear, just kind of the way you're approaching hiring, very 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 passively, uh, knowing you needed but not wanting to get burnt, right? So yeah. 
was there a situation that occurred? There was. I've had a couple of cabinet jobs. Um, okay. I go fix work that was done on the cabinets. Sure. And made me leery of sending guys on their own. So do you uh, do primarily cabinets or do you do uh, do you do walls? Um, it's probably it's 50 50. I was trying to specialize in cabinets. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I haven't had much luck getting what's your, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your ultimate goal? Just curious in business in general, my ultimate goal. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty big. I want to franchise my company. Love it. Wow. That's a great goal, man. God bless you. I hope you make it happen. Now let's yeah. talk about this for a second. Okay. I'm gathering information. Just trying to figure out, you know, what your plans are, what you've done thus far. First of all, not only are you making it extremely difficult to find good help, you're putting them in a position to paint cabinets. That's just level 10 difficulty, you know, yeah. when realistically, you know, you want to build a, build an internal team, man. And, and, and doing that on a cabinet, you know, front is hard, you know, yeah. it is. And I think, you know, that, I mean, you're expecting them to just, you know, first of all, the, the work is extremely daunting you know, if they're not spraying, they don't even get the satisfaction of spraying probably for six months. Yeah. So they're, they're going to have to be sanding and prepping. And it's going to be hard to find somebody that's just geared up toward that unless you provide a clear cut ascension program with parameters that say you're going through this apprenticeship and you'll turn into this, right? You need something to really motivate someone through that. In terms of hiring, man, I think it needs to be more so you start just doing houses and build out a little team that just does the houses. And if you want to take on cabinet jobs, you go do the cabinet jobs. You know, have you thought about that sort of plan? I have. Um, and I think I got so focused on cabinets that I, I think I did lose a couple of team members because they absolutely hated cabinets. Two of my best ones, honestly, now that I think about it. Um, when, you were, when, when you talk about those guys, they were probably, were they good workers? They just didn't like the work? Oh, they were two of the best I've had. How so was it when they left? Did you see any signs that, you know, made you think like, ah, eh, I should probably lessen their workload or switch things up or it was just too hard to do that? I think they just got fed up with the cabinets. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, they told me. They I get me. fed up with the cabinets. I hate cabinets. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing it? There's just, uh, I don't, I get fed up with them as far as certain aspects of it, but the money. And then the you cabinet, like the check, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The money in the cabinets is really good. Well, it's interesting. You say you want to franchise your business. I like that, but you got to understand that the, the core of a franchise is a system. Like that's all a franchise is. It's just a system that works is proven that can be handed to someone else and they can achieve similar or greater results. That's why people buy into a franchise, you know, um, hopefully you understand that concept. If your goal is to start a franchise, I think yeah. you can do it. Let's put it that way. It's possible people do it and they're very successful with it. But I think that franchising on the cabinet side right now, that could be a subsidiary of your franchise, but you need to go all in on house painting if you want to build an employee-based team, which, I mean, the goal is to franchise your own company first. And by that, I mean, 
you know, being able to bring someone off the street, not the street or the street depends on who your motivation is. Uh, and, and being able to work alongside them and teach them the steps along the way, when you do your hiring, you know, think about it, man, you got to have a process for how you put out an ad, how much money you spend on that ad, how many results you expect from that hiring ad, what you do when you receive the results of that hiring ad, what you say in the initial interview, what you say in the in-person interview, what they can expect on the first day of work, where they get their uniform, where they get the, you know, so it's like you made a comment that stood out to me. You said, well, they left to go somewhere else. So they found a different employer with insurance or whatever. That's not an indication of whether or not people are going to go with you. The good people, you know, I think we got to make sure that we eliminate that belief because that's not true. You know, there's plenty of people that want to work for a good guy that seeks out coaching that definitely invests in good software. My newest trip jobs user here, you know, so there's some things you got to realize, man, if your vision is the franchise and that means that you're ready to create opportunity for people. Is that true? Yeah, that's love it. That's one of my main goals. I want to help people get out of the wow. you know, desk job top. Wow. In my, when area. you put, when you put out that indeed ad, what did it say? It was really basic. Uh, it wasn't. Did it inspire somebody who was at their desk job who hates their life and doesn't get to experience what it's like to express creativity through paint every day? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Way too so simple. Remember, the worst thing that you can do, Brian, man, be honest with you, is do something 10% of the way and then make an overall make an overall rule or principle that it just didn't work, <laughs> you know? And it's like, cause it does work. There is so many people in this world that would love to paint houses for a freaking living. I'll be honest. It's insane. I just yeah. put out an ad, ran it for $5 a day and got over 250 applicants. Wow. Was that Not on Indeed? Even, it's on Indeed. You could go look at it. You could copy it. Okay. I actually just paused it because I felt bad. So many people were reaching out and I'm like, I can't even hire anyone right now. So I'm not at that. I'm not at that position right now. We're ratting yeah. it, but I did use it to grab some really good applicants this last month. And I was able to build my team off of that, you know? So I'm here to tell you that it's all about a strategy and I'm milking this out a little bit. Cause I always talk hiring on this. Like every, it's, it's usually seven out of 10 when I do these, it's about hiring. And I know that it's, I don't want it to seem um, repetitive, but I just want you to know, Brian, it's all about a system, brother. And do okay. you want me to share you share with you a system that works for me? Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. So number one, you need to understand the psychology behind recruitment. And you need to understand human motivation. And you need to understand that people want to improve their lives. Everyone does, you're not, you know, it's not just you and I, man, everyone that's the, that's the human spirit. They want improvement. They want a better opportunity. You verbally told me that your goal is to provide a better opportunity. So Brian, let me ask you a question. Why would I want to work for you? Me, if I wanted a paint job. Well, I take care of my employees. Uh, I want to see them succeed. How do you take uh, care of your employees? I pay them really well. And um, how well? Uh, 18 to 20 an hour. Okay. Um, and I'm really uh, understanding of personal life situations that come up. 
um, you know, people with kids, people with family sure. members who need to be taken care of, really understanding with that. And sure. uh, I mean, I think I'm a, I'm a good person to work for. We have fun sure. when we're on the job, uh, we yeah. get the job done. And then uh-huh. um, I, this may be a bad thing. People have told me it's a bad thing, but I give uh, bonuses pretty often. Okay. Why would I, that I be a bad thing? Um, I had a local painter tell me you can be taken advantage of when you do things like that. Like they get used because, to that. And because he that. was taken advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <Maybe> you are. <laughs> yeah. Don't erase that from your brain. Okay. Why else? Why else should I work for your company? Um, I mean, I can provide, you know, a skill that sure. a factory or an office can't provide. Sure. And if you wanted to eventually go out on your own, then you would have that skill to do that with. Wow. Maybe even become a subcontractor of the franchise one day. True. Yeah. You just created your Indeed ad. (laughs) Don't overcomplicate it, man. That's from the heart. All right. People feel that, man. You got to stick out in a world full of corporate structure. You want to just, you can always still hit the heart, even through a medium like the internet on Indeed. Okay. So when you put out your ad, you don't need to overthink it. You just need to get all that out. So you attract the right people that look at that and say, that's what I want. I want to be a part of that. You add some exclamation points and you add some, some oomph, right. To the post and say, listen, I'm looking for motivated individuals that want to join my powerhouse residential repaint team, where we work for high-end clients, expecting excellence. Your responsibilities include having a learning, coachable, teachable spirit to join my company and help us grow to extraordinary heights. These are the expectations. This is the skill sets. These are what you'll learn. If you're interested in this, or if this speaks to you, please inquire. Right? Yeah. I mean, the quality of the applicant more often than not is going to come from the quality of the copy, which is the ad that the, that the applicant reads. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to, number one, attract the right talent. And number two, you're trying to wean out the wrong talent. Okay. That's, that's step one. But if you just have looking for a house painter, 18 to $20 an hour must have a driver's license. Is that what your ad said? <laughs> There's a little more involved than that, but well, it was, it was, it was, was it like the one I just said? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Cause you got to understand something, man. If I'm looking for an opportunity, I want to read that. I want you to give me my better opportunity, my better life, my structure, right? Then you want to be able to, then you want to play on the things that aren't industry standard, weekly pay, direct deposit, taxes taken out, all those things that normal businesses and other sectors of our economy, it's standard, but for some reason in the contracting space, it's still not, but you use it as an advantage, right? What are you using for payroll? Um, I'm not using anything right now. Okay. So let me ask you a question. You got a family? I do. Okay. That house you're in, did you, are you renting or do you own it? We own. Good. So there was a point in time in your life. You said, you know what? I want to get a house, right? Yep. Everybody wants that most cases, right? So if you, at the time before you were preparing to get that house, and I don't know how you got it and just being hypothetical here. Okay. We're wanting to work for a company that didn't provide you pay stubs every single week. You wouldn't want to work for that company because you know that if your goal is to get a house and you can't prove your income, you're out of luck. 
Yeah. So that's day one. That's today. Now, if I asked you to go sign up for a payroll company, do you know how or what to do? I looked into the one you mentioned, and uh, I think it was one of your podcasts. Um, how long guess, ago did you look into it? Um, I think it was last week. It was the first time I'd heard about it. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why didn't you sign up? <laughs> um, I don't know. Because there was a part of you that said, I don't know if I need this. Yeah. That's That's got to change because franchise mentality, hey, you said the F word here. So I'm going to be hard on you because you have an opportunity with that mindset to impact a lot of lives. So if I can help you pivot there, that's my vision, my goal, and my life is to help other people impact others. And I'm telling you, you got to get rid of that thing that stopped you from signing up for that. It was uncomfortable. You didn't know what to do. You probably looked at the pricing, said, I don't have any employees. I can't find good help. This is worthless. I'm going to stick to doing what I'm comfortable with. You got to get uncomfortable. Okay. You got to, you got to take action. Just like you took action on drip jobs. You signed up for the demo and boom, you signed up, man. I was like, this guy's ready. Yeah. Okay. And it was uncomfortable. It's a different software, but you know, you need something like that to grow. It's the same thing, man. But you not only do we sometimes do things that are good for our business and good for ourselves, we got to do them for the betterment of others and to attract the right people into our company. That program that you looked up gusto is a defining program for your company. It's an HR department in a box right? And it's not just for payroll. It's the perception that whoever's joining paint the corners is joining something better than where they came from or comparable, but we don't want to drop down. You don't want to have an applicant that's actually serious about their life and about their lot and about their growth and tell them when they ask the question of how does pay work and start stumbling over your words and saying, well, I'll, I'll give you a handwritten check every week or two yeah when someone sits with premium painting you're going to get an email from our payroll company you're going to onboard yourself and you're going to get direct deposit every single week it's a difference it's perception you understand that concept oh yeah I, that i mean that lessens uh my workload as well wouldn't it <sighs> lessens your workload i mean when you get employees man like you need to you need to, you got paperwork, you got to file it with the state. You got to get all their information filed. I mean, you could do that all on paper. You can spend 30 bucks with gusto and, you know, it. <laughs> save you. It's not, it's not only that, it's going to keep you compliant. It's going to make sure the taxes get paid on your behalf. It's going to make sure workers comp gets taken care of. So that's a no brainer. That should have been done the day you opened your business, whether you had employees or not, because you should be paying yourself. You know, you, you don't just, Take money from the jobs to pay yourself. You should be paying yourself a salary as an employee of Paint the Corners. You know, um, do you have a business bank account? I do. Okay, you got your LLC? I do not. Okay, so what are you classified as now? Uh, sole proprietor. Okay, you need to get that as an LLC. Okay. You need to get that going because that's, that's preliminary, right? Again, you got to be qualified to bring in qualified people, quality people, you know, qualified means you've, you've checked all the boxes and you can get away with this stuff, but you got big dreams, man. So let's get that taken care of now. How do you handle your books? Have you thought about maybe getting an accountant? I have, I've looked into it a couple of times, just, I guess, kind of like the gusto thing. Just never right. pulled the love that, love that awareness. But I'm telling you the difference between 
the successful people in business and the ones that spin their spin their wheels, man. I mean, they don't get anywhere. It's it's there, there's a there's a there's something in them that overrides logic, right? The logic is, oh, I don't know if I can do this, or I don't I don't know blah, blah, all that head head stuff that goes on. And and you override that logic, and you pull the trigger and you take massive action. And guess what? Sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't, but you learned and you say, you know what? I could do that again. I could, I can make another risky decision. It's all risky. Every bit yeah. of it signing up for an account. Why do I need this? Why don't you need it? That's, that's another qualification. Imagine if you signed on with a business that didn't invest in an accountant to make sure that the numbers were right in the business. You know, that's like, just never going to the doctor, just seeing how you're doing, you know, it's just kind of a lack of care or maybe just terrified to see what they'll find, <laughs> you know, one of the two, right? Yeah. Don't shy away from that. You know, you need an accountant, that accountant will help you get that LLC. So you can knock out two birds with one stone. Okay. I'm going to share with you a reference later of an accountant. I'd like for you to connect. Uh, they, they only work with painting contractors. So not only do you get a good accountant, you get somebody that knows, knows the game and, and will happily retroactively go into your books um, do you know the difference between a bookkeeper and accountant? Um, a bookkeeper is more day to day. Uh, it's usually well month to month, but yeah. Month. So they look at your daily transactions and they they categorize them, and then and the accountant side is just accounting on that monthly basis, and then sending in quarterly and yearly um, tax returns or you know reports uh, to keep everything reconciled. Um, so there's two different ones. They do your tax returns and stuff. So, but typically a good, a good firm will do both. Just making sure you know that. So, you know, when you're interviewing, you want both, but those two things right there are so foundational, man, to get, to feel confident, bringing people into your world. You know, you are the business, bro. Like that's the thing, Ryan. It's like, whatever you allow, that's, that's what happens. You know, it's yeah. not like, you know, so what did you do before this? Just curious. Um, I actually, my degree is in accounting. Is it? Uh you got yeah. a full degree in accounting? It's just an associates. That's all right. Um, but you, you didn't make it. You'd like, you didn't go any further to like actual accounting school, right? No, no. And you probably took one accounting class. I took a bunch. Did you? And there's I, I, I did. I, you know, when I got my associates, man, they only, and I did business. So I think we were on the same track, but I only took like one, actually two. And it was hard, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. It was gruesome. I remember that. If you get one, uh, like when you, when I was doing those online, uh, I don't know if you did it online, but if I did those online assessments, if you get one ledger wrong, man, it messes up the whole, anyway, that's why I leave it to the professionals, man. Let them do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll stick with what I'm good at. Um, but yeah, man. So listen, those two things aside from the hiring strategy, which I'll go into, I mean, foundational, you know, foundational, you want a good foundation, man, for people to enter into you know, so get those taken care of. So the hiring process in terms of like, you know, what you've done in the past, let me ask you, when you've hired somebody, what, what happened? It's really basic. Um, Did you say, the, come on and, and work with me? What was the interview process like? There wasn't an, there wasn't an interview process. It was just, I had worked with a couple of them before. Yeah. And they needed Are to work. you married? I, like, I am. Me too. Did you go on a date before you married her? yeah yeah a couple <laughs> just to check right yeah yeah it's the same 
you know, you want to make sure with your employees, you, you really take them through the ringer, man, because man, listen, if you're to the point where you have trust issues surrounding employees, it's because you've just let people in way too easily, you okay. know, to the point where you didn't filter them out. You know, people need to be filtered out, Brian. They do. I mean, I've learned this. I've made mistakes. I've hired people too quickly. I've hired people off of emotion way too much. And guess where they are? Not with me. And it took, and it was so hard to let them go when I did. You're so tied into it, you know, and you're just like, man, and it's hurting the team. I've podcasted about it. Dig back enough, you know, far enough. But I'll tell you this. If you're going to have the franchise mentality, everything that you do needs to be systemized. It should, whether or not you actually do go forward with the franchise or not, but you need to systemize this hiring to the point where you can produce a good result. It starts with number one, what jobs you take on. That's number one. It's the most important thing. If you guys start, you know, painting dry fall in empty Walmarts in the middle of the night, it's going to be hard to find anyone that's interested in doing that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cabinets, you're looking for unicorns, man. And there's nothing wrong with finding one, but you know how long that's going to take you to find somebody that's qualified to do cabinets that is actually interested in painting them and wants to sand cabinets. That's going to take a long, I'd say anybody that has the skill is doing it to make Why money. Why would they do that themselves if they have the yeah. skill? You know, unless you sure. offer some sort of powerful compensation package, which people do. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying right now you just need some house painters and start painting houses with people, <laughs> you know, yeah. not alone. Right. So here's the strategy, man. Let me help you. Okay. We created your ad. It needs to attract the right people, man. And you want it to be authentic. You want it to be so straightforward. You want it to be honest and you don't want to exceed expectations on the ad. You just want to set them. And then you exceed them as being a great boss and a great leader. And you turn them into what they need to become within your business. That's number one. Number two, yes or no. Do you need people with experience to paint a house? Um, I mean, in a sense, but I'm at the point I would be glad to train someone. Perfect. You don't really need anyone with experience. You don't. You're the experience right now. So your labor pool just got multiplied by 50. So in your ad, you need to put no experience required. Okay. I could teach anyone to paint a house in three weeks. You know why? Because I don't take any hard stuff. You know, and if you decide you want to take hard things because it just was convenient, it's only going to hurt your business and your goal of systemizing until you, you know, and, and, and there's one thing that I've learned is that you can't scale skill. You know, skill is not scalable. Louie is a great example. You guys heard me talk about Louie. He's my, he was my, my guy and uh, he's hard to replace, man. I mean, he just handled things just because of his skill set, And I knew that it would be hard to replace him. And when I finally had to replace him, it just, it's just not the same, you know, and it's, it's one of those things, but it was good because I never built my business around his skill sets. Right. Like, in other words, like if he was really good at varnishing, I didn't just, I didn't start a varnishing division of my company surrounding Louis skill sets. I stuck with house painting walls, trim, ceiling doors. The hardest skill in house painting is paint is spraying. So do you know how to spray? Oh yeah, I do. 
there you go. So at the very least, you could be the guy handling all the fine detail finish work on doors, trim. You know, if you do decide to take cabinets, that's you. But then teaching someone how to cut and roll that has a good, a good work ethic, that's coachable, that wants to, that wants to hustle and, and make a good living, that could be taught all day, right? So find that balance of what you're looking for, man. Don't limit it to somebody that has to have skill. So when you're putting out that ad, make sure you put no experience required. Second step of that ad, Brian, this one's most important, okay? The filtering out process, man. You got to be able to look at a bunch of applicants and pick which one you're going to communicate with. You know the best way to do that? I don't. Well, you got to ask them why they want the job, man. I found, I found that out. So in Indeed, you have the ability to add a custom question. And that custom question should be, why do you want the job? Why, why are you interested in this job? And everyone has an opportunity when they apply to answer that question, bro. It's hilarious because it really just weans the people that are not invested out. And you know why it's important? Because you spent time putting together that ad, hoping that the right person sees it, right? What you're trying to do is you're trying to get the, the right person to connect with that ad. And they're out there. There's somebody right now that could be your right-hand man out in your area that probably is pissed off. It's Monday, probably doesn't like their boss, and is probably waiting for something like what you're contemplating putting out to be up, right? So you want to ask, why are you interested in this job? And what you're going to get are responses ranging from no answer to I need money to thought it would be cool to I really resonated with what you said in your post. I'm looking for a better opportunity and I'm really interested in learning the, the paint trade. That's who you want to contact. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't end there. You've now filtered out 50%, right? So maybe you like that guy. You send him a message through Indeed and you say, hey, really appreciated you reaching out. The next step in our hiring process is a brief phone interview, right? So systems are all about discipline. Systems are only as good as, they, as the people following them. So you got to hold off on how urgent you need your hire. That's your fault, <laughs> you know? So and you need to take them through this process because- it's important. You want them to feel like they earned it, right? You don't want to just call them and say, hey, I have a job, man. You can come start tomorrow. That, what is that? No, phone interview. On that phone interview, you want to be asking thought-provoking questions about who they are, where they're currently working, why they're unemployed, do they have a driver's license, all that, so on and so forth. If you like them and then you invite them to an in-person interview, that in-person interview is your chance to really sit down and and build the perception, right? So let me ask you this. If I started a franchise in your city right now, you and I would be equals. The only difference is, is I'm going in with the mindset of, I already have my system locked and loaded. All I got to do is follow it. You, on the other hand, you don't have the system yet and you've never tested it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I have no people and you have no people. You know what the difference is? A mindset and a belief in myself that I'm going to be able to convince people to work for me because I know where I'm going and I know where they will go if they follow me. Do you have that same level of confidence? Not at the moment. Absolutely okay. not. You need to build it. If you can see it in your head and you truly believe it, you can convince somebody to believe in it with you. As long as, this is the key, 
as long as every single day you don't waver from that vision and they feel that. But if your belief wavers, guess what? People lose confidence and faith in you and whatever you tell them that they're going to achieve alongside of you will diminish in its quality. That's how serious you got to take it. And anyone will follow that. There's not many people that have vision, man. You said you want to start a franchise. So I'm coming at you hard because you're a fellow visionary like myself. So you got to understand that concept really well. It's like spend the time outlining what this is going to look like. It doesn't need to be perfect. Okay. You don't have to have the perfect system. You just need to have a vision of a perfect system and it needs to be tested and you need to be bold enough to take risks okay. and everything that's business. If you want it, I tell people this all the time, man, dude, you know, how many of these business breakthroughs I've done. Take a guess. 120, 250, 250. Do you know how many people actually take my advice and, and, and come back and, and report back and tell me 25%, less than, less than 5%. Less than wow. 5%. And the people that do come back and tell me, I'm not saying that I'm the mecca here. I'm just giving principles. These are just principles. I don't, my advice is irrelevant. It's just the principle of having a system and hiring. How you do that, no problem. But actually putting a system in place and actually doing it and seeing the result and refining it as you go, you're going to create your own way of doing it. I'm just giving you an example of how I do it. But the people that actually follow this advice and actually do it, they wind up actually making it and they wind up being successful. The other people keep listening to business breakthroughs, hoping to hear advice. You know, I'd almost prefer people don't listen, you know, and actually take the advice, take the action, and then just come on here as a guest and tell us how, how great they did. You know, it hurts, man. Cause I, I want everyone to be successful. But the reason why I'm saying this to you, Brian, is because I don't know, something's calling me to tell you this. You need to really embody your vision. I'm serious. If you really okay. want it, okay, you can have a franchise, but it's more important that you actually take the risk of writing that ad out, putting the process in place. I'm going to give you my hiring course today. It'll give you a structure. So you're not wasting your precious time, putting all this stuff together. It'll, it'll just, it's four lessons. You can watch it. It'll teach you my process, but more importantly, man, put it out today. Sign up for Gusto today. I'm going to give you the accountant's name, sign up for the accountant. I'm going to give you Gusto again, get Gusto. Okay. Those are three things that need to be done today. When you talk to that accountant, you need to tell them you're, you're wanting to turn into an S corp, which is a better entity than an LLC. Don't ask me for the reason why I'd never have a good way of explaining it, but it's better. <laughs> so tell yeah. her you want to be an S corp. Um, man, I've tried to explain that so many times. Okay. And that's okay. massive action right there, but you need to, you need to invest. Okay. Now the last part of this is marketing. What are you doing for marketing? It's all Facebook, word of mouth. It's um, all random. Yep. Okay. That's what it is. You need a marketer. You need somebody to help you get ads out there. You know why? You know what marketing does? Uh, it, creates, it creates a push, right? It forces yep. you to grow. You know, right now you don't have really a lot of pressure. It doesn't look like you're pressured right now. No, not, are, not are, are you are you pressured right now? Not really. <laughs> you look relaxed. That's good. God bless you. But for the mission that you're about to embark on, you need to have you need to have a push. And that push is, and let me guess, your five jobs that are out, all the customers aren't in a rush. You got them scheduled, right? It's yep. just a matter of getting them done, right? Uh, 
basically a matter of the rain stopping <laughs> or the rain stopping. Right. Oh, but the thing about yeah. it is, is that you're the only one that cares whether or not you're working. Right. When you bring someone else into your world and you told them, I'll get you 40 hours a week, there's got to be there's got to be customer information popping in at you from all angles of people wanting estimates. Right. And you need to make sure you make that happen, you know, early on. Now's the time. And you need to learn what happens when you do that. So you need to learn what happens when I get 20 leads. How many can I actually sell? How do I sell to these leads? How do I convert this marketing into dollars of revenue? Like these are things that you need to learn now. So when you expand, you have reference points. Okay, well, this month I got 20 leads from Facebook. They all sucked. You know, how do I bounce back from that? Well, maybe I should follow up with the ones I got from last month. And now I have a pipeline and drip jobs I can keep organized and, you know, learn, learn how to follow up and learn how to hustle jobs. Like that's another qualification of success. If you got to be able to be resourceful and pull jobs out of the, the ground just for the sake of keeping your team busy, okay. you know? So out of all of this, what was most helpful to you that I said today? Um, honestly, just take action because I know when I first started my business, I was investing in this left and right and my business was just growing, growing, growing. Yeah. And the second I stopped investing in things, I mean, it has slowed stop, down. Brother. Don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. It's that you got a vision, you got a mission. That's the most exciting thing in the world, man. Is when you've seen something in your brain that said that that's what I want. Don't let your brain convince you otherwise because the thing that you're trying to do requires some sort of hurdle to, to get over. The hardest thing that people have to get over when it comes to taking action is the investment. I found that people that ask this question, what's the value rather than what's the cost, are the ones that find themselves on the other side of struggle. Although it's a struggle to begin with, but they took the investment, right? So in other words, when you look at the cost of an accountant, you might, they might quote you whatever. And the first thought is that's too expensive, you know, but what are you getting out of that? You're getting professional books. You're getting a structure. You're, you're, you're going to be able to potentially sell your business one day because you have financial records backing you up uh, of your growth. You're going to have, there's so much value to that. And you might think, well, have you done a tax return for your business yet or no? I have. You have? Yeah but it was through you because you're just a sole proprietor, right? Yep. So it's kind of like a personal tax return. Basically. Yeah. Right. So you want to, you want to get that business tax return because eventually you you know, you get two years of those, you get, it opens up a lot of doors for you, you know, so take action, man. If I guess that's, that's, that's what I was, you know, aiming for today was to just let you know, take action on everything. Just go okay. hard, you know, go hard. Any questions, man, anything I, I didn't hit that you want to talk about? No, not really. Um, you said, I think I have your hiring course already. Um, I did that with, it came with another course that you'd put out. Oh, nice. How was uh, it? Uh, I never got all the way through the hiring course. I went yeah. through the first one and then. That's all right. Now, if you have time today, knock it out. I, my, my goal for you, Brian, would be to get an ad out today. You know, get an ad out today, get a phone interview you know, see, you know, really study those, the applicants coming in, ask that question. Cause that's the filtering out question. So When you're building that ad, let me reiterate, gives you the option to add a custom question. You want to put in, why are you interested in this job? And that's going to give you everything that you need to know whether or not that person is intentional or they're just looking for a, a pit stop Okay. You know? and pit stop people usually don't last. 
You know okay. what I'm saying? So yep. I hope, uh, I hope this was helpful, you know, a little direct, but I think you got it, man. I, I really appreciated you taking action on drip jobs the way you did. And I know that there's something in you that wants greatness, man. I don't know. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to get this rolling. Get it uh, rolling, man. Get it rolling. You know, you got, you got the intangibles, which is you've gotten this far, you know, it's a matter of putting into place. Now, let me ask you this, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your marketing budget? If I, if I were a marketing company and I said, Brian, what's your marketing budget? What would you tell me? I, I know what it should be because I actually, I've talked to uh, Eric at Pathfinder before, so yeah. it's, it's around 2000 is what I need to spend yeah. a month. And did you, uh, did you hire Eric? I didn't. How come? Uh, it was just one of those things. I talked to the, the wife and she didn't see the value in it. She's not, she's not a business person. So okay. I respect, I, I respect that. I'm a, I'm a husband. You know, I understand, man, any big decisions, I, I always go with my wife and she probably, yeah. even knowing me, she, she'd probably say the same thing, but I got to come with a good case, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I got to come with a good case and I have to say, look, you know, this is, this is, this is why we need this because it's either I have someone else do it or I got to figure out how to do it myself, you know, and, and doing it myself takes away time from me doing this other thing that's way more important. And yeah you know, I need leads that convert to, to more money. Right. So in other words, like marketing is literally the easiest investment to ever make in a business. If you have a good marketer, if the marketer actually delivers you results, it's like, you're just signing up to get free money. Like, think of it for a second. Like you said two grand, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's for an entire month, right? Yeah. If all Eric does is get you one job, in an entire month, does that not pay for the two grand? Oh yeah. Okay. Did Eric promise you just one job? Um, I can't remember if he promised one job for sure. It's been a. <laughs> I mean, that would be a that would be some pretty poor results. Yeah. That would almost be embarrassing. Probably wouldn't even be mentioned on my podcast if that were the case. <laughs> okay, so again. If we look at cost, we're looking at the short term. If we look at the value, we're looking at the long-term vision. When we own a business, and this is another principle I want to give you, we've got to stop looking at money the same way we did before we owned the business. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You need to keep that in, in your heart as a principle of how you operate because you have to separate yourself from your idea of money to the average person that's somebody that does not own a business two thousand dollars to be given to another human with the hope and the promise that they're going to deliver you results is a lot of money that's more money than your mortgage or it could be close or around the same right yeah that's a lot of money that's and if we compare that we say well that's our mortgage payment then <laughs> If you look at it like that, then you're right. I would be like, yeah, that's way too much. Screw that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But if you look at it like this, well, here's the reality of the situation. If I just give it to them with, obviously we're giving it in earnest, knowing that they're going to deliver a range of results, ideally between 15 and 20 leads, let's say, which equates to a hundred dollar leads cost 
which is still very high, then it's on you to say, well, my average job size is about three grand. All I got to do is sell one person a job and it covers the cost. Anything outside of that is profit generated from that initial investment. When I signed up with HomeAdvisor, back when I didn't know Eric or knowing, I just did it, okay? I would spend 4,000 a month on, on HomeAdvisor leads, okay? I never spend more than $1,000 on anything. I was broke, okay? But I understood, hey, this is like gambling without the risk because I can control the outcome. I, got, I just got to be a better salesperson. In other words, you're telling me if I give these people four grand, they're going to deliver me 50 leads that I can convert to 80 grand? Sign me up. And on a consistent basis, I made 800%. In other words, I multiplied my four grand eight times on a consistent basis. So that's the mindset that you have to have as a business owner, but it comes with a belief and a confidence. And the, and the only way you can... The only way you can improve your belief and your confidence is through experience. And experience comes from, do you want to give it a shot? Um, just going for it. <laughs> Taking action. You got it. Yes. You're paying attention. Thank you. Appreciate you helping me complete that. So brother, that's what I got for you today, man. The secret is taking action, being a little, being a little, you know, illogical, going against the grain, but that's what that's, where the reward comes from or else everybody would do it. You know, don't play safe, man. No yeah. reason to. You're already in a risky game anyway. You're, you went out in business on your own. So that's what I got for you, man. I hope this was helpful. Was it helpful? Oh, it was. I really appreciate it. Did I fire up a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like drip job so far, man? Is it helping you? I like it a lot better. I actually had my onboarding today at three. So good deal. Good deal. Please, please come back on this and let me know how the hiring went. I will. Yeah. So be comfortable with a budget of maybe like 300 bucks for the month. When you set that up, maybe do $20 a day. Um, just see how it goes. That would be 600 a month, but you know, pace it out. I think if you do $20 a day, really nice ad, you know, with a good call to action on there, you'll probably get anywhere between 20 to 30 applicants. Once you get okay. that, you know, reassess and, and uh, see, see what you get, man, you know. Who was the uh, the accountant? Uh, bookkeeping for painters. They did a um, podcast with us on here, so okay. if you want to listen to them, listen to that. She's really good. But I'll um I'll connect you, and then uh, you got Gusto. Sign up with them today. Get all that out of the way. So, in other words, like all systems are go. You're ready at that point. Okay. All right, brother. I'll send you a message after we get out of here. All right. Thank you. All right, Brian. Take care, man. You too. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that business breakthrough. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to transition this episode to a testimonial. That's right. So uh, one of our awesome drip job users was kind enough to do a short testimonial for us. I asked him some questions that I'm sure a lot of us have about what drip jobs is. Is it valuable? So if you would like to sit and listen to this, I'd appreciate it. You can sit, hang around and hear what one of our very happy clients has to say about drip jobs for his business. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay, first of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use Drip Jobs. 
what's changed, man? Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place. Um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with my get a, get a, uh, request a quote button. And it's just every, email, every phone call that I get, uh, for, you know, customers requesting an estimate, uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs takes over from there. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it. Um, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So and I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google Calendar when that comes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure, if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like Drip Drops is too big, right? Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple of full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing, um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that growing you know, into it. Jobs, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them and tweak them. Absolutely. Um, so I still use every part of it. It's just, um, there's, there's some parts of my, my old estimating process that work in tandem. Yep. Um, you know, so eventually we'll be merging that. Um, so right. was, like I said, it's just, you know, it's a fine tuning. So, so you got, so a couple of things, you mentioned the booking link and I just want to make sure you know this. I know you're directing people to go to your website, but we added a button on the bottom menu. Uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So okay. if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you oh, don't have cool. to say, Hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number. And then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think, two months. We reached out to you because you're killing it. Um, just curious in terms of the, you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh, getting onto the drip jobs, um, drips and getting to scheduling has been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated, uh, responses have been like, um, just because I proposal mostly after I send the proposal and, you know, um, so I I've gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate, um, you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, Huge. Huge, um, man. yeah, absolutely. So, so overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, we'll, one of our focuses as a company is to like try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, 
it's yeah you you can jump right in as long as you're you know somewhat computer savvy absolutely yeah so it's yeah it's getting and it's getting more user friendly i feel like yeah yeah did uh, you notice we started putting the uh the lead sources there on the yeah on the deal cards yeah that's great (laughs) yeah just being able to see where people come from right yeah and the customers (laughs) have been using it too yeah yeah well we forced them to on that yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. I wondered because it just started all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, word of mouth. Cool. Yeah, yeah. word of mouth. Okay. And you know what? Gen generally people are really honest on there, um, yeah. which is cool. You know, it's yeah. not like you know, they just like pick whichever one because I'll kind yeah. of follow up. So I'm like, how'd you hear about it? It's just to see if they lied. You know, yeah. I was like, all right, that matches with what you put. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. I got data that I need to look at, lady. So make sure you're 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 correct here. <laughs> Um, right. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. So just last thing, man, I always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone, I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt and I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs, what's one thing you would say to them, you know, uh, to, to sway them? I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate, if you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's, that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing and uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro. And it means a lot. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.